Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Julie, I love today's topic. It's so timely. And it's five ways to get your buyers in contract this week. That's right. Because we know, listeners, that you all are working with buyers. Yes, you are. Maybe you're not working with as many buyers with higher interest rates, but you are still working with buyers. So let's jump right into this if you're okay with that. Sure. And we're going to make three assumptions first, and then we're going to talk about five ways to get your buyers in contract this week. Assumption A. You have buyers in your pipeline who are both motivated and qualified. Some of them are even all cash buyers. You know they're motivated and qualified because you've used your buyer pre-qualification scripts and you also know which one of them also that have homes to sell. And as we talked with you recently, they also have signed their, of course, agency form and Mm -hmm. an exclusive buyer agency form. So these are committed buyers who are financially viable, who are motivated, who have realistic expectations. In other words, you pre-qualify them. These are your dream scenario buyers. That said, it is important that you never forget There is no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. A buyer can always stay put, keep renting, decide to stay in their mom's basement, all these other scenarios, right? Uh, A buyer is always going to have an option to do nothing. Whereas, as we teach you guys in, uh, you know, Premier Coaching, there are going to be lots of examples of sellers that absolutely positively have to sell where keeping the property is no longer an option. But of course, we want you working with buyers, even if you are one of our seasoned veteran top producing agents who are selling, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of real estate per year. And you have this, you know, uh, essentially you figured out the real estate game. You now can teach it backwards and forwards. We always want to uh, want you to have two or three really great buyers because buyers absolutely positively keep you on the forefront, on the ragged edge of what's happening in the market as far as new listings. Showing great buyers, especially ones that meet all the criteria of the pre-qualification and have a great price point, it's a no-brainer no matter how successful you are, how big your team is, how big your brokerage is, because it's going to let you know what's going on in the marketplace with competing listings. Or frankly, a lot of times you'll see that buyer's preferences start to change. All of a sudden, you're going to see people no longer want granite or even coarse countertops in that color. You're going to see what's actually happening, which will make you a better listing agent. That's right. So again, our assumption is that you know exactly what price range, neighborhoods, and criteria that these buyers are looking for. If not, get back to work and use the pre-qualification questions in the scripts. You get those at Premier Coaching. You can go to premiercoaching.com, sign up for free, get your pre-qualification scripts. Because again, we're assuming that you have done this work. You know their price range. You know what they're looking for. Now, assumption B, your buyers are not actually in contract yet because either they keep losing in multiple bid situations or you can't find them a house that meets their criteria. Assumption C, You're motivated and ready to get into action. You're tired of the hamster wheel of showings, bidding, and missing out. You're tired of waiting for inventory to show up that makes sense for your buyers. Now, if all of these three assumptions are correct, we can get to work on five ways to get your buyers in contract this week. Make sense? Right. And these are the things, well, I'd say these are maybe a third of the things that we've been seeing and experiencing and coaching all of our top agents to employ immediately. And all of our real estate coaches, these are the ways that they keep their their, uh, agents, uh, frankly, 
transactional because despite what you might believe, there are still agents out there that are making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars per year in this market. We have a lot of agents, and I know a lot of you are listeners who are also premier coaching clients or in one of our more advanced coaching programs that are having your best years ever, and you don't understand why everyone isn't also having their best year ever. It's because you guys already know how to actually be proactive in this market where everyone else is passive. That's right. So five ways to get those buyers actually in contract, actually pending this week. Point number one, create a wanted flyer. This is something that the coaches work with our clients with a lot. We call this the wanted flyer for each of your buyer clients. Wanted, your home for my pre-approved or all cash, whichever the situation is, highly motivated buyer clients. Describe your buyer's needs and price range as well as their desired communities. Be specific. If they need a single level floor plan, then say so. If they have a specific school district, state that. So here's an example. Wanted, your home for my all-cash, very motivated buyer clients. This family is looking for a four-bedroom, three-bathroom home, ideally in Albany Woods. A fenced backyard is a plus. Flexible closing date, looking up to $750,000. Call me today if your home is a match. Don't use the buyer's names, but do be descriptive so it doesn't look like generic realtor advertising. So we're going to give you an advanced idea on that too. When we teach you this in Premier Coaching, and actually in Premier Coaching, there's samples of what I'm about to describe. So one of the now all of you will have some version of a local newspaper, something that gets delivered. And I know in California it's usually full of coupons, but in most of the country there's a local newspaper that advertises like or not advertises, but writes stories on the high school football teams. The or, small paper, not the ginormous paper. Right, or the school lunch, you know, that's going yeah. on, or the community yeah, yeah. activities. Right, there is going to be a local paper like that, and it's usually delivered right to people's doors. Now, in that local paper, don't take an ad out. It's really expensive. Do insert a flyer into the paper. They'll do that for you. And it's usually cents, like less than 10 cents, sometimes less than five cents to have it done. And do use a bright, obnoxious color. Uh, that way, it obviously sticks out. So what you could do is, let's say, for example, using Julie's example of this you know, made-up neighborhood called Albany Woods. So if she had five or six buyers that are working in, looking in Albany Woods and there weren't actually any homes for sale that the buyers wanted to purchase, well, guess what? Put a flyer together and then give a description of each of these buyers. Buyer number one, relocating from Atlanta, family of four, up to $500,000, uh, looking for maybe in Albany Woods, let's say there's specific floor plans that this buyer was interested in, that kind of thing. Um, buyer number two, buyer three, four, five, right? And give descriptions without, as Julie said, give, giving names. And then what you will discover is the sellers who are thinking about putting their houses for sale maybe in the next six months or 12 months are going to raise their hands and say, your home or my home is a match for your buyer number three. And the other thing you'll see are um, the owners knowing that their neighbors are going to be putting their houses for sale will also tip you off. So this is a very proactive way to find homes for sale well, frankly, to find sellers that would like to sell their homes and you now have a buyer that wants to buy their home. It is a perfect love match, which will save the seller a lot of frustration and time and at least gets the ball rolling for you to uh, then get a listing. But also it gets the ball rolling for you to sell your, uh, sell your buyer a house. We have seen and we've given examples on our podcast of agents who are doing exactly like we just said. Um, so, you know, they're door knocking, giving the flyer out there, inserting into the local paper or whatever, who are doing multiple transactions. And just because of that one idea or having their best years ever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have one of my elite coaching clients, one of my one on one clients who has created over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of incoming um, commissions, just like doing these points, using the wanted looking specific needs for specific buyers. I think it took her about two weeks to put that much money together. 
you well, know, and she's not selling three million dollar properties. These are all like seven to nine hundred thousand. Well, Matt in Michigan, who I know is a yeah, listener, Michigan hey, Matt. Matt. Yeah, Michigan <laughs> Matt. Well, he, I think, uh, you know, he told me about this uh, two weeks ago. I think it was either six or seven transactions. He had somebody that wanted to live in a neighborhood. There were no houses, air quotes, in, uh, for sale in that particular neighborhood. He went out and door knocked, found that there, the seller, you know, after not very many doors, had a house that they, that house that they wanted to sell, and then the ball started rolling. And then mm-hmm. they wanted to move up, and this, and then One obviously thing leads to the next. Exactly, and he ended up doing six or seven transactions, not directly from that, uh, you know, from that chain of transactions, but directly from that door knock. You know, this person referred him to this neighbor and this, this, and the other thing. All from actually having knocked on the door. That's the now knocking on the door. That's a very low tech way of getting in front of people. But inexpensive. It's, it's certainly inexpensive, <laughs> but it's also incredibly powerful in this marketplace when you're being proactive. When the neighbors see you being proactive, I do not care if Betty Bebop, who's the number one listing agent in that marketplace forever, who everyone has gets her flyers and her forget-me-not seeds and all of her whatever, when you knock on that door and you have a buyer for their house, they're not calling Betty Bebop. You've just gotten a transaction. If you want to know how to actually be 100% more effective in this marketplace, it's when you make yourself more effective doing the actual work of real estate, knowing what to say and how to say it, and look at all the people that you're helping. It is incredibly exciting. That's right. So unintended consequence of all that is you can only, let's say that you do find a house for your wayward buyers. Okay, well, you probably generated more than just one listing lead because you were looking, right? Also, advantage you, you and for your buyers, you're not going to compete when you create the deal. And we, by the way, just talked about point number two. I know. Speaking of, that's okay. We, we, well, we, let's go on to point number three. So, guys, the notes for today's podcast are down below. So, just scroll below. And when you're there, make sure you click the link to join Premier Coaching. You can have immediate 30-day access to the first level, including a daily semi-private coaching call uh, with a Harris Certified Coach. Just scroll down, click the link. You can join right now. And we just talked about point number two. So those of you who are loving to hold us accountable mm-hmm. to keeping to our notes, the notes are also below feel free to reference these um, to your heart's desire. And Julie Harris, point number three. Point number three, use that same wanted flyer to post on your social media with a call to action to message you back uh, to see if your buyer is a match for their home. When you get messaged, call the person back with urgency. Remember, it may or may not be a match for your buyers. It's still a potential listing lead either way. So how many agents right now are listening who are posting pictures on their social? And most of the people on their social are people that are in their centers of influence, past client list. Right. You know, we guys, guys, we do teach you guys how to, you know, use social and marketing in lead, for lead generation for sure. And one of the ideas is you take your centers of influence and past clients and you obviously specifically target them on social. But what you're targeting with them, them with, with your messaging, you know, you guys can stop sending them motivational messages and trying to be mindset gurus. Why don't you instead remind them with your messaging that you're in the real estate business and that you actually are trying to proactively work with your buyers and sellers by taking Julie up on the idea that she just gave. Take the flyer idea, take the buyers wanted or rather the sellers wanted concept and then make that into your marketing. Don't you think that's going to be more proactive about, you know, when it comes to generating transactions? Well, that's right. And remember the topic of, uh, I think last week's podcast was, what is the value that you're providing to your buyers? Remember, we have all this um, pressure for buyer agent commissions. Well, don't you think door knocking for them in their specific neighborhood looking for a particular house for them is providing value? So one of the, the many points in between our points here should be 
Whenever you're doing these things, make absolutely certain that you're telling your buyer clients that you're doing it. Well, let's pretend that that buyer client came from the fact that that uh, agent was using our, pro, uh, our the process to, you know, target, say, your Facebook ads towards just your centers of influence and past client mm -hmm. uh, that are on Facebook, right? And so let's say one of those uh, people that are seeing your messages on Facebook, your marketing on Facebook, then decides to call you and now you have that person as a client. Now they see that you're marketing them as buyer number three who's looking for a house in Albany Woods. Don't you think that closing of that loop, them seeing you're constantly being proactive looking for homes, that's going to do nothing but make those folks frankly prize you, especially as most other agents are just posting pictures of them and their dog. You guys get it? This is what makes you different in this marketplace. That's right. Advanced coaching, don't let your buyers be more proactive than you are. Yeah, for sure. Because they will go door knock themselves, the most motivated ones will. Okay, point number four, make a short video using the wanted theme for each buyer and send it to your database with a call to action to text, email, or call you with a house matching your buyer's needs. Send this to your agent database as well, since most listing agents have properties in their coming soon pipelines in addition to what you're doing. So- uh, most of you use something like showing time. So you know of your past listings, who were the listing agents who are out there working with buyers. That's a great place to start by sending your video saying, Hey, I've got this buyer client or these, this buyer family or a couple they're dying to live in X, Y, Z. They can spend up to this. What do you have in your pipeline that might be a match for them? Well, so you meant, you meant so listing agent at listing agent, as well as your own database. Right. So you're using the point here is to use the same theme but you're making a short video. Well, you can target the listing agents also by just using MLS statistics as far as who the dominant listing yes, agents that's are. that's true. And we teach you guys how to do this in Premier Coaching because you should be doing that when you're preparing for a listing appointment, knowing who you're most likely competing with. You know, those types of this type of information of really knowing how to drill down and be a professional is what ultimately will differentiate you for sure. That's right. So point number five, post your wanted flyer. This is, this is such a cool thing because it's free. And I have... Just so many examples of this working. It's uncanny. Post your wanted flyer on nextdoor.com slash the name of the neighborhood, right? So when we lived in Georgetown, it was nextdoor.com slash riverchase. You guys mostly know about this, um, as well as any other neighborhood Facebook pages, WhatsApp groups, etc. I have lots of examples from coaching clients who have done this, who get an immediate listing lead. Like they posted and five minutes later, somebody on WhatsApp says, yes, I just found out I'm getting relocated. Come and talk to me. Well, drilling down on what Julie just said, thinking, and a lot of you already know about this, or maybe you don't, it is, nor it is abnormal for a neighborhood not to have somebody who put together some sort of neighbors only you know, group, whether yes. it's on WhatsApp or as Julie just said, Facebook. And then you can, you'll usually, they're private pages and you'll have to uh, request access to the group. But once you do, that is the very definition of a frankly easy path forward to build your centers of influence and past clients. We don't suggest you go on there and spam. You want to build value. Right. And one of the greatest ways of building value is letting them know you have a buyer that might want to purchase one of their homes. And hey, guess what, Mr. S uh, potential seller? This isn't, or, you know, potential, uh, someone lives in the neighborhood. This is your opportunity to help pick your new neighbor. Exactly. <laughs> keep it positive. It. Keep it light. That's right. And again, we have countless examples of transactions this year, which have resulted directly and immediately from agents following the five action steps that we just talked about on today's podcast. Waiting is not a strategy. You know, waiting on the drip system to work, not a strategy. Being proactive is highly effective and efficient and, get, and it gives you the immediate results that you're looking for. So bonus, refer to our podcasts that discuss websites other than your MLS or in addition to your MLS 
where you can find inventory for your wayward buyers. And for even more proactive ways to find inventory for your buyers, as well as listing inventory for yourself, join Premier Coaching today by just simply visiting premiercoaching.com and signing up for free. So you just mentioned something, and it's worth drilling down on. Um, Those of you, and it's most of you, who have uh, spent a lot of time and unfortunately money building these long-term drip campaigns, you need to be honest with yourself why those really don't work. Because here's what we're going to share with you. Statistically, over long periods of time, those are some of the least effective ways to actually generate real estate transactions. And I want you to look at this logically as to why that is true. Here's the first reason. It's because people don't read the emails or pay attention to the message messaging. Second reason is that your the folks in your list that you're sending all this marketing uh, stuff to, and maybe it's new listing stuff to and whatever else, they're getting that same information from a thousand different sources. So you've got to assume that the long-term lead follow-up is not the solution for you to be build a stable, ever-increasing real estate practice. The best thing for you to do is if you have a big database now, make it a challenge to go through and call on the phone, voice to voice, every single person in your database and use our, our scripts and find out exactly what their motivation is. And you're going to discover several things that you will then now know that, you know, Tim and Julie are telling you the truth. You're going to find that they weren't interested. They don't know what, who you are. They're going to, you're going to find some of them, not many of them, did another transaction with somebody else. In other words, you put them in your drip campaign, whereas the reality of it was, had you called them, had you pre-qualified them, had you been proactive, you could have sold them a house a year ago. A lot of that is what's going to come in as, in, as a result of you doing the real work. What you're going to have to understand is the the agents that are making the most amount of money in this business right now are the agents with, wait for it, wait for it, the fewest number of leads. Julie, why is that true? Well, because they actually talk to their list and they know who's going to be transactional and who isn't. And they prioritize people who are actually motivated, actually qualified, have real reasons they're moving, have a real time frame. And they whittle those down. Those are the people that they're talking to. Those are the people that they're transacting with. They don't, and I I think that there's another big distinction, which is the agents that have fewer, uh, (coughs) excuse me, leads that they're talking to, they know the difference between a contact and a lead. Okay, so that's what I was hoping Julia was going to say, and Julia has to clear her throat. So the reality of it is, is what you have to really be specific, especially in a market like this, with who you will consider to be a viable lead. That's the reason the best agents have the fewest number of leads. You guys will consider a lead, anybody at any point that even came into some sort of passing contact with you, a lead. That is not a lead. That is really a nothing. What you want to do is a lead is somebody you've actually had a relatively thorough pre-qualification conversation with where you know all the things that are on the pre-qualifying script, which we obviously teach you in Premier Coaching. Even if it's just a buyer who has no house to sell, if you've taken them through the process, if they've met all the criteria, then that is an actual lead. Same with a seller, a seller that has to sell. And, you know, that's a lead. Maybe that seller also has to buy a house. What you're considering a lead is somebody that somehow passively sent you a message at one point, and then you're in your drip campaign, and you're waiting for your drip campaign to some way, somehow message them on the exact day that they're actually serious about buying and selling real estate. You, psychologically, the problem that happens is you create a false sense of security from having this massive database. Julie and I have spoken at events before where the agents will brag about how many people are in their databases, obviously not Tim and Julie coaching clients and to which we frankly feel sorry for them because that is not going to result in transactions statistically i think frankly um 
I obviously practically you guys know what I'm telling you is the truth. So you've got to get really good at pre-qualifying and don't allow yourself to be lulled into a false sense of security. In other words, allowing yourself to be complacent just because you have databases full of leads. Well, that's right. There is a big distinction between if somebody says, you know, keep me in the loop, keep me updated, you know, keep me on your list. That's not a lead. That's just a contact. That's just somebody that you know. There's a big difference. Somebody that is a lead is about to is turned from a prospect into a client because you can tell they're going to transact with you, they're going to list with you, they're going to buy with you in the next, say, 60 days or less, and here's why they're moving for this reason. Here's what's going on with their financing or they're all cash. You have the details. They're not just somebody that says, yeah, you know, keep me up, just get send me your newsletter. That's and not a lead. If you have, let's say, for example, three or four or five or six or maybe 10 leads that meet all the criteria, you've pre-qualified them, these are rock star leads, they're going to transact. Doesn't that Im immediately feel better? Obviously not as good as having, say, for example, 10 listings, but doesn't that immediately feel better than having 1,000 leads? Well, those are the people that we're talking about on today's podcast, five ways to get people like that in contract immediately because guess what they are counting on you to go find them the house that they want to buy to negotiate on their behalf and help them to win those are the people that you should be putting in contract using these five methods and i guarantee you the the buyers that we all love you know the super motivated qualified you know they've returned your calls they're communicative those are the same people that if you don't do these five things they're going to do it without you they're or they're going to do it with another agent. And how many, you know, like, how many of those, uh, for example, using Julie's example, how many of those rock star buyers actually also have houses to sell? Exactly. So you guys get it? <laughs> it it's a self, I, I really, I think we did a podcast once that was called, Are You Part of the Inventory Problem? Yeah. Okay. Because if you're not having conversations like this, if you're sitting with a bunch of people that would be transacting, except you can't find them a property to buy. Don't you think that that's part of the inventory problem? Because you're not having those conversations. You're waiting for the MLS to magically pump out what they want to buy. And you're also make, waiting and hoping that you'll be competitive enough to actually get them in contract. That's not a strategy, right? And that's part of why we don't have more inventory is because agents aren't doing the things that these, these five things we presented today. Now, our coaching clients are. That's why they have tons of pendings right now. But the agents out in the wild, by and large, are not being this proactive. Thus, it is a self-perpetuating inventory slide. You guys get it? <laughs> it's, it's not all just the magic of the markets. Those of you who get it, listening to what Julie just said, you are massively excited because you realize maybe for the first time in your life, at a higher level than probably you've ever experienced before, you can actually control your destiny. You can actually proactively follow some relatively very, you know, basic, simple things and go out and generate an endless amount of opportunity, whereas other agents are just waiting around for something to pop up on their That's MLS. Right. Yes, and they'll continue to wait, and some of them don't have the time to wait, and they're just going to go away. None of you guys listening are allowed to act like that. You all have to lead the way forward. You can't be real estate roadkill. We won't allow it. <laughs> On that note, don't be real estate roadkill. Thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals and at least the United States. We certainly appreciate all of you um, tuning in every day. And if you have not yet done so, uh, please, please do give us a five-star review and a comment as to why you like the podcast on iTunes. We certainly appreciate your continued support. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.